Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to a new season of Country Fried Rock. I'm your host, Sloane Spencer. Thanks for joining us. This program is in memory of our friend Chris Porter, as well as his bandmate Mitchell Vandenberg, who passed away when their tour van was rear-ended on the interstate October 20th, 2016. Surviving the horrific wreck was Adam Nury. My guest today on Country Fried Rock is Andrea Juarez, only the second non-musician we've ever chatted with, but she is a special guest for us today, and I'm really, really honored to have you with us. Thank you. For folks who haven't been close friends with the program and within kind of our circle of pals, they might not know why we'd be reaching out to want to chat, but it's really a special opportunity. Longtime friend of the program, longtime personal friend of mine, Chris Porter passed away last year in a car wreck, and he was in the process of wrapping up his album, which is now going to be out later this month. Porter was a prolific songwriter. He put out a lot of different albums under a lot of different groups and bands and names. And this one was with Porter and the Blue Bonnet Rattlesnakes. And tell us a little bit about just the short term of what's happening with the record coming out this month, and then we'll kind of work backwards. All right, let's see. We are releasing on October 20th with Cornelius Chapel Records. Baby Robot is heading up our PR, and they are doing a fantastic job. We have a release party scheduled in Austin, Texas at Stay Gold on October 21st. And we have, oh man, we have a great lineup. We're still securing a few. I'm waiting on confirmation on one, but, you know, I think Chris would be stoked with all of the friends that are coming out to play and you know, he had a lot of talented people in his corner. And then we're also doing one November 4th in Birmingham at Syndicate Lounge. Sarah Green is heading up that one. She was in the Back Row Baptist with Chris. And yeah, I mean, I am thrilled with how much coverage we're getting, how many blogs and podcasts and DJs and fans and friends and family members who are reaching out and ask and are writing up the things about the album. I think Chris would be really stoked with how things are going. And it's been through Herculean effort on your part, as well as everyone who did love him. I mean, you mentioned just with Sarah Green picking up the party that's going to happen in Birmingham. That's actually how I met them originally was through the Back Row Baptists and had this crazy fun interview with the whole band all at once while they're driving through some crazy mountain pass and they were passing the phone around in the car. And I was like, I need to be friends with these people. That's how everyone felt. I mean, I feel like every person that I've met that has known Chris, I'm like, man, that person's really cool. I'm kind of nerdy. Can we be friends? (laughs) I promise I won't talk about Harry Potter, but... He really was one of those guys that, like, everybody loved him. He was a character. He was larger than life, both in the tall physical factor, but just the personality above and beyond. And so it's very special for me to be able to chat with you because he loved you to pieces. He was it. He was the one... I mean, a week in, if even, six days in, he sent me two large Supreme pizzas on National Pizza Party Day to my salon. And I'm in the back eating eating lunch. And Chris is like texting me, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm eating lunch. He's like, stop. And I'm like, oh, are you cooking? Like, and I like to eat, you know, so I'm like, I'm, I'm going to keep eating. But sure, babe, I'm stopping eating. And then my coworker at the time, Katie, comes in the back and she's like, there's a pizza delivery from your husband. And I was like, wait, what? And I walked out and Chris had sent me. I mean, there's only four of us in the hair salon. I ended up bringing home and then like a huge Hoboken pie pizza to the Highline house that we shared with the boys. And we ate off that pizza for like two days. But yeah, man, he, we were both in it from the beginning. I mean, I, I, I love him so much. So yeah. 
the last long time opportunity that I got to hang out with him, I saw him at, um, at a show and mutual friends were playing. So he wasn't even playing and it was just a total coincidence to run into him. And he said, I got to tell you about my girl. <laughs> and I was like, okay, then by all means. And he just went on and on. And I've n- I'd never seen him that happy. It was just super, super fabulous. I was just really determined and I told him from the beginning that I was going to support him. You know, dating a musician is not not an easy thing. Dating a hairstylist is not an easy thing either. And, you know, as much as I worked and as much as he toured, we were apart a lot, but we were always there for each other for phone calls and, and support. He was going to be working with Will Johnson, which he was super excited about. And then that when John Calvin Abney and Shauna Tucker were both on board with doing some of the tracking as well, he was just real excited to be working with friends and working with a consistent group of folks. And so for you coming in and wanting to be able to get his work out to everybody, who were you able to call upon and have that? I mean, I can't imagine someone who's not in the business having any clue what to do to get a record out. Yeah. So, you know, it's not something that I ever thought, hey, let's put a record out. But, you know, me and his parents, we knew what we had. You know, we knew what Chris had finished. I have been listening to this album since they've been tracking it. You know, I was in the studio some of the days with them. And, I, man, I knew these songs. They had to get out. And John Calvin and I had become friends. I mean, when me and Chris first started dating, they had gone on tour together and we became fast friends. And, you know, after Chris passed, him and Shauna Tucker both reached out. So I felt very comfortable going to those two and going to Will to help put this album out. You know, Bonnie Whitmore put together an amazing fundraiser for us last fall and raised the funds for Chris's album in Chris's name and, you know, put me in touch with Scott Sparto of Cornelius Chapel and just happened to get things linked up. I I really wanted to put this out on the anniversary of the accident because I knew that we needed something to look forward to. You know, we've been sad for so long, but it was important for everyone to have something to remember the boys by. Scott has been instrumental to coming up with ideas and pointing me in the right direction. And I mean, I don't know what's going on, you know, so especially in the beginning and and now, like, I, I would think, I think we've been working on this since really hitting it hard since June, May or June. And, you know, I feel like we have all of our ducks in a row where we've got artwork by Pearl Jr. She's uh, John Moreland's wife. And her and Chris had had a conversation back in the spring of 2016, or maybe it was the summertime, anyway, about how we wanted the artwork to look. And, I mean, it just, like, he had just left little bits and pieces, you know, for me to, like, kind of find. And one of his best friends, Drew Carmen, his drummer, Adam Nury, has been instrumental helping and pointing me in the right direction and man I couldn't have done it without every single person involved you know I mean even Eleanor Masterson you know checking in on me nonstop after the accident and then you know let me know what you need help with Carson McCone let me know what you need help with Catherine Legender let me know what you need help with Pearl nailed it with the art the first time I saw it she nailed it the dog even the dog I mean it's awesome even Rufus, like, I saw Rufus and I was like, well, this is a done deal. What else? What else do we have? Okay, artwork's done. So I have to pick colors? Okay, I can pick colors. That's great. Let me, I got the colors. <laughs> You've done all the hard work. Let me, you know, do this little side thing. But man, she just, she kind of had a vision and there's a certain track that has, you know, I need a sacred heart shining bright to get me through and... I was like, we have to have a sacred heart. There's got to be a sacred heart. And she was like, okay, you know, like, what kind of sacred heart? I'm like, traditional Catholic-style sacred heart. Like, And she emailed everyone involved in the studio album asking, you know, what they could think of that was symbolic of Chris to them. 
and we all just kind of input, and then she came up with this amazing artwork, and I was I was blown away, man. Like I I mean I can't draw a stick figure, so <laughs> when I have um, you know Pearl just knocking it out first try, like man, all right. So I know that's how it's been on everything. I've only heard the two tracks that have already been released. What, from the music of the album, you're one of the few who's gotten the chance to hear all of it. What what thoughts do you have behind either any of the particular songs or comfort that it brings? Or You know, Don't, Don't Hang Up Virginia is uh, reminiscent of the beginning of our relationship. And there's just like little innuendos and little personal things like peppered in throughout there. The Bar Christmas All Year Long is where we had our first date at Lala's. Like, you know, in Austin, we have like, a legit honky-tonk scene. Texas country music is a, is a big thing here. And I was a two-stepper, and, and that's how I had initially met Chris, was at the White Horse one night. And he didn't really quite fit into the whole honky-tonk thing, you know? So then you move on to... Uh... <laughs> Then you move on to war paint, and it's like, you know, it's got some boogie in it. And he's like, I remember he played that on his West Coast Meltdown tour. They had like a homecoming show, and he was like, this is for all the MFers. He said, I don't know how to honky-tonk. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And, I mean, my whole family's there. My great uncle's there. And he's like, hell, yeah. I'm going to go dance now. <laughs> but you know, come on, Dawn, put your war paint on. Like that—that—that that, was—that was me every time. I know we're going out, but I just need to draw my eyebrows and I'll be ready to go. <laughs> so that's a great one. Then you have let's see, you have November Down, which was like instrumental into getting me through November. Man, November was this past year has been tough, but November—I—I I feel like we were all just so fragile. You know, I wasn't leaving the house. I wasn't getting out of my pajamas. I think I would let the dog out and refill my whiskey and friends would bring me food. And that was pretty much my November. And he had written that song about Rufus when Rufus passed last November. And I remember the first time he let me listen to that song after they had, after they'd laid it down, put his, his big old headphones on the head. He was like, right, babe, listen. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. And I'm thinking, you know, boogie, like war paint or whatever. Like I was not anticipating this like beautiful, like gut-wrenching song. And I just have tears like streaming down my face, like not even 40 seconds in. And he's like, oh my God, you hate it. And I'm like, no, baby, it's beautiful. This, this is the most beautiful song that I've ever heard. And I mean, it just hits home. Sloan, when you hear it, it's going to be amazing. Like, I, I, I can't wait. You'll have to get back to me and let me know what you think. But man, yeah, this this album, I can't. It's just so good. Like, I, I know that he was really proud of it. And he has some good stuff on it, man. There's no secret to anyone who's known what I do professionally over the years that I'm a huge fan of his writing and always have been before I ever even actually met him in real life. And just I mean, he just had a special gift for phrasing even just little bitty things that mean so many different things. I can't even adequately describe it, but I just I have always thought that he was just an absolutely genius writer on the human condition. And I know he was proud of this one. And I'm just very excited to be part of people finally getting to hear it. So tell me a little bit more about how when Will Johnson and Shauna Tucker and John Calvin Abney all came together for that recording session, because I know they were like intense set of days. The recording session that they had, I mean, they were locked in that studio for like four days straight, surviving on 
my grandmother's Tex-Mex and boxed wine. I just remember him being like, babe, we got to feed these people that are coming to help with this album. And I'm like, I got it. We'll make enchiladas, carne guisada, rice and beans, all the things, whatever y'all want, we'll make. He's like, that's perfect. And I'm like, okay. And box wine. And I was like, yes, baby. And box wine. And maybe sandwich stuff during the day. I was like, we will make sure everyone is fed. But you could just tell how close Will and Shauna and John Calvin and Britton all became over those four days. Like, you know, part of the family that was really special for Chris and that aspect. But then touring with Adam and Mitchell for this album, I mean, you could just tell that these boys were having a great time with each other. You know, it's work. And man, being out on the road would just, I mean, it would annihilate Chris. You know, he'd come home, he'd be tired. He'd be, you know, surviving on gas station food for however many weeks. And he'd put him in a cocoon, feed him pizza and even more fried food because the man never stopped eating fried food. But I think them coming together over the tour was really special as well. I went to visit them in Seattle. I met them out on the road in Seattle last September. And, you know, they were just partying and having a good time. Like, man, I miss our boys. That's it. That's all. I very much appreciate your willingness to talk about it. And, you know, you know, I'm excited about the record, but I was a little hesitant to chat, feeling like I was putting you on the spot. But at the same time, I wanted you to be able to be the first person to talk about it. No, I I can't thank you enough, Sloan. Like, it's amazing. And it helps me. And it helps with the process. Now, like the sharing and talking about Chris, like, I don't think I'll ever stop doing that, especially with as close as I am to his friends and family. Like, there's, there's no way, you know, I still go over to the house that we first lived in with our four guy roommates and, and cook them dinners and hang out just like we would if Chris and Mitchell were still here. Like it's, it's never, they're never going to go away. They'll always be here. They'll always be a part of us. So thank you. Thank you for reaching out. So the record's officially out on October 20th. The Austin, Texas album release party is on October 21st at stay gold. And then on November 4th at the syndicate, in Birmingham is the Birmingham Fam Jam. Girl, you better get down there. I just want to just say real quick, Mayo Broussard is, let me see, Tate Mayo, Brian Broussard, they are, they are it for me when it comes to country music here in Austin, Texas, and they are graciously driving out to Alabama and playing that Birmingham show. Chris and I are going to have them play our wedding reception. I mean, it's and so for them to be able to go out there and do that and, you know, just show our Birmingham folks just a little bit of what we do here in Austin, Texas. Like, I, I mean, I'm going to have to bring friends with me just so I can taste that. But I'm just so excited to share their music. So, yeah, please, please, please come down. I know that I think that of Cornelius Chapel has, I think, Vulture Whale and, man, I can't remember the, the name of the other group, but it's going to be a rad show. I mean, I'm just like a little ball of excitement walking around these days because I know how much goodness we have coming up for everybody. And thank you. Thank you so much. And looking forward to having Don't Go Baby, It's Gonna Get Weird Without You, come out October 20th on Cornelius Chapel Records. Go ahead and roll by chrispordermusic.net. This program is dedicated to all our touring friends. Stay safe. We love you. Production assistance for this program was provided by Laura Hoover. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here at Country Fried Rock. Find more of our episodes wherever your favorite podcast is or at countryfriedrock.org. All content is copyright 2017 by Lilypad Productions. All rights reserved. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Country Fried Rock. If you need to reach out in the United States for 24-7 assistance, call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. 800 273 
888-888-8255. They also have 24-7 chat available at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. I've been making bracelets from used guitar strings that musician friends have been sending me and adding a little medallion on there with that Suicide Prevention Lifeline phone number on it. Giving them to a bunch of musicians over the last few months. They're all different. If you'd like one, shoot me a DM on either Twitter or Insta. They're $15, including shipping. Take care, and thanks so much for taking care of the people you love. Ever he been helping us some country fried? Fried.